Welcome to Heroes of Brand Protection Podcast, Episode 36. I'm your host, Daniel Shapiro, Senior Vice President of Strategic Partnerships at Redpoints, the world's fastest growing digital revenue recovery platform with a mission to make the internet safer for both brands and consumers. In this podcast, we will share stories and industry insights from some of the leading experts in brand protection and anti-counterfeiting from industries all over the world. We're so happy you could join us today. Please check out all of our episodes on www.redpoints.com forward slash podcast. Today, we are thrilled to be speaking with Julien Dudui, Deputy Head of Global Brand Relations at eBay. He's devoted his 18-year career to eBay and initiated his journey as a compliance officer. Over time, he cultivated a profound passion for brand protection, extensively learning and ultimately advancing in his current role today as Deputy Head of Global Brand Relations. As a young man, Julian aspired to be a pilot or a flight attendant driven by his desire to explore the world. He has fulfilled that dream thanks to his position he holds, and he has met with intellectual property owners all over the world. Join us as we delve into Julian's career, exploring challenges and motivations, as well as discussing how eBay ensures safety on its platform. Julian, great to have you today. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Yes. And so, Julian, you know, one of the things I think about when having the opportunity to speak to professionals in the industry is, you know, some of the stuff you don't ever know, like, you know, if you could be a fly on a wall and listen into a conversation, whose conversation would you listen into? I want to say president's conversations, like... (laughs) Is there a particular president? Not really. I'm kind of curious of them all. (laughs) Very good. And and only because you're thinking, what, just you'd kind of get to see what they're all about or... Curious about things we don't know. (laughs) Always being curious. (laughs) Good. And uh, when you think about your career as you've had different roles in different companies, et cetera, when you're out having a glass of uh, wine, chatting with people, and you share a particular story maybe that kind of crosses your head from either your current role or maybe something in the past, is there one of those stories that you tend to share over a glass of wine that circles back quite a bit? Actually, most of my career has been with eBay. So I guess it would be eBay stories. I'm not sure if I have one on top of my head right now, but um, there's always exciting stuff happening and I'm very excited of the journey I've had and all the experience I've had the the opportunity to have. Yeah, great. Awesome. And when you think about, Julian, what you wanted to be when you grew up, maybe a a kid in France or I don't know, maybe when you were in college and you thought, maybe this is what I do. What, What was that thing that you thought maybe you wanted to do? Good question. I think it took me a very long time before I could actually travel. So I remember being very young, I wanted to be flight attendant or pilot. I just wanted to travel the world since very early age. And you you sort of worked that into your job a little bit over time. I did. I don't know how. <laughs> just, yeah, creating opportunities, but um, yeah, trying to make them meaningful though. <laughs> and then how did you get here as you talk about thinking of being a flight attendant or a pilot growing up so that you could travel. How did things lead you to this profession that you're in? 
it was kind of like a natural progression. It was not a conscious decision to end up in brand protection. So I did a, a bachelor degree in business and I had the, the opportunity to study in Spain. And coming back and getting my diploma, I decided to go to Dublin just to, for six months, just to brush up my English. And turned out six years later, I was still there. I started right away with eBay. I was actually one of the teammates that remove items. I was part of the customer service team. I did that for a year before moving for compliance and quality and then policy management. So it was just kind of a natural progression getting into brand protection. I started working within the Vero team, removing items and learning more about brand protection, IP infringement, counterfeits. And that's when I started to get passionate about it. And for how many years now have you been at eBay? I've been with eBay for 18 years. 18 years. You're one of the almost OGs there or something like that. (laughs) And if you had to describe to others who are listening to us today, to summarize eBay in one sentence, how would you write that sentence today for those listening? So eBay is a global online marketplaces that connect sellers and buyers and, and small businesses and empower them with trust, transparency and safety and just to um, enable transactions and, and trade. Awesome. What are the most difficult tasks or challenges you have to deal with as the deputy head of global brand relations? Difficult task or opportunities, I guess, just trying to understand all the different industries out there that have that are experiences brand protection challenges. And so trying to make sure I can foster collaborations within our internal teams, external stakeholders, and that have like many different objectives and, and goals, right? Um, so making sure that we are all having the same goals, and resolve issues that everyone is facing. And when you mention like different industries, I assume you mean like perhaps fashion or cosmetics or toys or whatever, just trying to understand those industries and what their challenges are. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And and I guess the challenges can be different between each of those industries in terms of what, what they see or face on a marketplace. Yeah, the trends may be different. The way sellers or bad actors are operating also may differ from an industry to another. So the idea is really to try to be agile and adapt and understand how everything kind of goes together like a jigsaw. Yeah, so you mentioned like those trends. I mean, in the, I don't know, maybe last three years, pre-COVID, post-COVID, have you seen a particular trend or trends that have been unique? Well, we have seen growing demand for authentic and high-quality items on our platform, especially in categories like luxury, watches, handbags, jewelry, sneakers, but also collectibles. Trading cards is, is a big category. And unfortunately, we've seen card rates everywhere there's demand and where there's popular products, you will see counterfeit products coming in. So for those categories and and. We've seen, obviously, counterfeits rising. And we, to tackle those issues, we created the Authenticity Guarantee Program in September 2020, which is a post-sale authentication service that offers inspections by professional trained authenticators for eligible items. But yeah, there's definitely like categories we are seeing that are 
being more active just because they, there's a clear demand and it's being way popular. Yeah, and I assume the authenticity programs you mentioned do create that level of trust for the, the buyers, right? So that they feel like it's totally okay to buy that luxury item because we can you know, test that authenticity and make sure that I get what I wanted to get. Agreed. And I think it goes with the sellers too, right? Because ultimately some brands for vintage products, et cetera, some brands don't authenticate products. Um, so having that that uh, process for them as well is where it could be helped. Yeah, great. And then when you think of, I happen to read the, the latest eBay's global transparency report that showed how you guys had blocked, you know, over 88 million suspected items, you know, counterfeit type items, as well as uh, from ever being listed on the platform in the first place. And then removing, you know, another 1.3 million through your own investigations team, trying to find those. Could you explain at a high level, maybe how that helps protect buyers from purchasing fakes and, and why you guys take such an aggressive approach there? Yeah, eBay has always been dedicated on making sure our platform is is safe and trying as much as we can to prevent counterfeit. So we have our Vero program for IP owners to to use and to report, but there's so much work being done up front and in the background to remove any items that would be either against our policies or that are counterfeits. But to do that, so again, we have the authenticity guarantee program, but in terms of proactively monitoring, we do work with, I mean, anyone that wants to work with us, really, um, so including regulatory agencies, but IP owners, um, that's what I do every day, right? Creating those discussions and understanding what we need to look for. We can't, I mean, I, I consult my crystal ball every day, but um, there's always brands I'm not aware of that are experiencing issues, etc. So those discussions helps creating further measures. We already have a lot in place for blatant counterfeits and also fraudulent trends that we could see from suspicious sellers, etc. So everything is is kind of like being put together for proactive work. On top of that, eBay has been investing this year on two on the acquisition of two companies. Um, the first one is called 3PM Shield. They are specialized in advanced AI-based marketplace compliance solutions and helps us with our detection system to even better. The second one is 30 Logo. It's another key acquisitions we've made, I believe, in July this year. They specialize in AI-powered digital IDs for apparel and fashion goods authentication. 30 Logo's digital IDs empower brands and designers in managing garment life cycles and offer consumers a seamless way to access information and facilitate them the reselling as well of those items. So yeah, very excited. eBay, like those two acquisitions for me really means that eBay really cares about the fight against counterfeit and really want to make sure we provide a trusted platforms for users. Yeah, that's both both sound really cool. I, I think both those new technologies might make you try to put that crystal ball that you sometimes have to consult. Maybe you'll be able to put that on a shelf, you know, uh, if these things continue to work as good as they intend to help the company. So that's awesome. You do talk to brands. You mentioned you talk to IP rights owners regularly. Of course, I, I've known you for some time, but 
when you get the opportunity to talk to brands selling on marketplaces and they want to make sure that they're, you know, if they're going to sell their brand, you know, on marketplaces, how do you best protect them? What's sort of the conversation you have with them about that process? I mean, it sounds obvious, right? But having a strong brand protection program makes sense. And I think brand protection is has been there for a while, but still kind of like, I, I really like this industry because you need to adapt and there's always new things come up, um, new technology, etc. So being on top of your brand protection program is, is key. But after that, based on like doing brand protection with eBay would always start with registering to our Vero program. So again, program that's been there for a while, but enable IP owners to report infringement. It also enables IP owners to educate sellers, which is key. A lot of users out there just don't know, they cannot choose a copyright images, etc. So education for us is, is really important and really helps a lot. We also provide like the Vero participant page where you can describe your IP, you can have FAQs, etc. That really helps the reporting and also helps you getting less questions from those users. So totally recommend that. A trend I've noticed a lot for SMEs or companies that don't necessarily have a lot of resources, sometimes using third parties really helps because those third parties like red points really have the knowledge on how to report not only on ebay but on all the marketplaces that have their own program and that can be challenging so while it seems to be an extra cost i believe the return of investment makes sense just because you spend less time doing the monitoring and enforcing yourself and those kind of activities that can be sometimes frustrating. So that's another thing sometimes I recommend to IP owners. Well, thank you for that recommendation. We appreciate that last one. That's awesome. What's the most common myth that you want to debunk about your profession? Usually we put brand protection professionals in one bucket, sort of being rigid. What would you like to debunk about that concept? Actually, I think like most other people think my life is all glam and glitters just because I meet with luxury brands and travel the world and, and all that. I mean, it's not always glam and glitters. There's always a lot of complaints, a lot of very complex situations that needs to be assessed. And you always need to be creative to find solution and compromises so yeah i'm still trying to find the glitters <laughs> um <laughs> but it's it's been rewarding in terms of experience for sure but i think thinking that it's easy to get rid of counterfeits that's a myth if anyone would have that solution right now i think all the platforms would have had implemented that solution so I think it really requires that level of communications amongst all stakeholders, including payment, through enforcement, IP owners, marketplaces. I think everybody needs to cooperate together. And I think I've seen like, again, I've been with eBay for so many years. I, I've seen such an, like a huge improvement and, and progresses in, in, on that front, that cooperation is there. But yeah, we still don't have that magic wands to no. just do that and, and get rid of those conflicts in, in a second. Julian, I don't know if you know Jordan Franklin. She's the trademark corporate counsel at Harley-Davidson, relatively new with, with the company at Harley-Davidson. She was my last guest on, on my podcast. 
And I asked her if there was a question she wanted to know about you, because we shared with that you would be our next podcast guest. And she said that she'd like to know what's the advice you give young professionals, uh, young people maybe who'd like to do what you do one day. What what, what do you tell them to, to do? That's a great question. I think not to be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. I mean, for me, as I mentioned earlier, I haven't traveled. I think the first flight I took, I was probably 17 or 18 years old. And the first time I took it was actually to go to Dublin for an internship. And I was doing it on my own. And that was pretty scary back then. But if I haven't done that, and also my level of English back then when I was in school was not that good. Um, those experiences going abroad and, and learning has been amazing. And thanks to those experiences, that's why I'm here today. And I'm really kind of proud, to be honest, of my journey. And just like, again, being able to just go to another country, learn a new language, end up in a legal department when I don't have a legal background. And uh, again, keep learning every day. It's been very successful for me. Awesome. Great advice. Great advice to think anybody in any kind of career seeking idea, right? So Julian, following our podcast, our next guest is going to be Andrew Love. I know you know him from Specialized and you, you've known him for a long time. So, but what would you like him to answer or a question we'd like to ask him so other people get to know Andrew Love? What would be that question? Something that I think everybody would be very thrilled to hear about is what was the most exciting either destination or what was a unique experience he had in the brand protection field. Awesome. We'll make sure we ask him that. Okay, Julian. So now we're going to wrap up our podcast today with four questions in 15 seconds. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Favorite music band or singer? I'll go old school and say Edith Piaf, French singer. Very nice. Favorite movie? I'd say The Notebook. A tearjerker. <laughs> if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Pizza or quiche. I think you can be creative and make it new every day. Awesome. And what is your go-to resource to keep up to date with regards to the world of brand protection? Engaging with trade association, participating to industry conferences, collaborating with peers for best practices. There's also some pretty awesome certifications out there that are relevant and, and very informative. So that's what I've done so far. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time today, Julian. We'd love to having you and we appreciate you uh, spending time with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me again. Well, Julian, it was very interesting to learn about your journey, your career, your insights in intellectual property. I would like to highlight a couple key takeaways from our conversation today. Number one, Julian shared that there is an increasing demand for high quality items on eBay, while at the same time, there is also a high demand for counterfeits of these products. Because of that, eBay has created their authenticity guarantee across many categories. Number two, Julian encourages brands to establish a robust brand protection program to fight the significant problem. He also advises brands to leverage technological service providers for enhanced partnership with their brand protection issue because of their industry expertise. Well, that's it for us today. You can follow us on all of our platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
and Amazon Music, as well as X and LinkedIn. Don't want to miss another new episode that goes live? Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Make it a good day.